Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, we are in between seasons right now, and while we're preparing season eight to start in early March, we are doing a series of rapid reactions to Firetime Magazine audio articles. Now, if you haven't checked the Firetime Magazine out, you need to do that. And we've actually started a second podcast that's called the Firetime Magazine Podcast. It's a sister podcast to this one. So while this podcast is going to continue in the form that you're used to, every month when a new issue of the Firetime Magazine comes out, you're going to get every single article put into an audio article format. And so make sure to follow the Firetime Magazine podcast as well. Now, what we're going to be doing today is playing an article that came out back in November that's called Dave Pomeroy's Rule of Customer Percentages by Clay Dennis. And and this is an article that I absolutely love. Dave Pomeroy was a legend in our industry. I never was able to meet him. He passed away a number of years ago, but man, he certainly just left a mark as one of the original trainers and and one of the thought leaders of our industry for, for a long, long time. So this article, I think, pays incredible tribute to him and just has so much wisdom. I'm going to listen to it in real time along with you and then give you my rapid reaction to it. Dave Pomeroy's Rule of Customer Percentages by Clay Dennis Of the many mentors I've had along my way, Dave Pomeroy was one of the most insightful and entertaining. It was he who helped me see that I would never satisfy every customer, nor should I try. I get how that might seem strange, but stay with me here. This is about to get good. Like many of you, I took my craft as a professional salesperson very seriously. I practiced qualifying questions and overcoming objections. Then, I studied multiple closing techniques and rehearsed features, advantages, and benefits. I also believed that I was capable of closing and satisfying every customer every time. I thought that if anyone ever left dissatisfied or unhappy, it was somehow my failure. But it wasn't always. I first met Dave Pomeroy when he was a professional sales coach and technical instructor for a vendor of mine. He had invested years into researching people and personalities, and he recognized that people looked at the world and the people around them differently, determining that most could be placed into three distinct categories of customers. Category 1. The 17%. These are people who just want a job done right. Most of them won't mention a discount on your price. They just don't want to do the work themselves. These people value you and your efforts. The 17% will easily establish a working relationship with you because you make their lives easier. They aren't likely to become your best friends, but they'll call you repeatedly as they need additional services. The 17% are your ideal customers when providing annual and semi-annual services. Category 2. The 54%. The next group will make up 54% of your customers. These folks will ask for a discount, but they also want you to make a living, and they appreciate you helping them out. The 54% are likely to get to know you on a first-name basis and say hello when you pass them at a restaurant. Treat them right, and they'll bring you new customers, tons of them. They'll show off their new item or completed project to their friends and neighbors and recommend you to them. 
Heck, they'll even bring them to you if they're driving by your area. These are people you'll develop long-time relationships with, and they'll often become personal friends. The 54% are people who are usually the most fun to do business with, and they're the type of people you dreamed of serving when you started your business in the first place. Category 3, the 29%. This group was hard for me to accept. It's effectively one-third of the population. I wanted every customer, every sale, every time. But that's just not going to happen. The truth is that 29% of people are just miserable. They're unhappy at work, at home, around friends, and even at church. The 29% don't value you or your staff. They'll argue and complain the entire time you're with them, and they'll never be satisfied with your work. It doesn't matter what you're doing for them or how many times you do it. You could be selling them underwear, shoes, flowers, electrical work, or landscaping. It doesn't matter. They're going to stress you out along the way and aggravate your employees. You know the type. We've all had them, and you can probably recall many of them by name. So the real question is this. Could you possibly accommodate 71% of your market area? For example, if you live in an area with a population of 650,000 people, and you could accommodate 71% of those people, that would equate to 461,500 customers. Most likely, the answer is no. The average business could never handle that number of customers, all of whom, the 17% and the 54%, want to work with you. So why work hard to satisfy the 29% who are so miserable in their own lives that they just want to suck you into their misery? The Takeaway When meeting potential customers for the first time, ask yourself which category they fall into. The 17%, the 54%, or the 29%. Each category has a different way of seeing others, and you can tell which category people fit into by observing how they treat you and your staff, and even their own families. You do well to develop a series of 3-5 to questions to determine if this customer is right for you, just like you would do with any products you offer. If there are people who fall into the 29%, let them go. Of course, be nice and professional, but price higher and don't negotiate as you might with your 71%. This way, if you do engage with them, at least you can make it worth your while. There's no law that says you have to do business with everyone. By eliminating the stress and work of 29% of people, you'll have far more time to invest in your 71%. You'll be happier, your customers will be happier, and your employees will be happier. You'll make more money, trust me, you really will. You'll find and retain customers more easily, and you'll enjoy what you do again. You deserve that. Well, I hope you enjoyed that article, Dave Pomeroy's Rules of Customer Percentages by Clay Dennis. I mean, it's so good. Everything that Clay writes is is amazing. I, I've actually not met Clay face-to-face, and I would love to because just seeing the stuff that comes out in the magazine is is incredible, and this is no different. You know, this is something that he learned through Dave Pomeroy, and this rule is is something that most companies, you know, are not paying attention to for a few reasons. You know, my my initial thoughts, I want to break down these numbers one by one that kind of talk holistically. I, first off, I just love the fact that these customers aren't titled with a name. It's just the 54%, the 17%, the 29% is so good. So the 17%, you know, these are the people, they want it done right. They're willing to pay full price, but it's it's got to be done right. And I, I, you know, I think that this is a great type of customer to do business with because, 
These are people that are, they're willing to pay what it takes as long as it does what is promised. They're not going to be overly, you know, cordial. They're going to be professional. They pay you, you do the service and they move on. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, different things that I've had done in my life. Like there was a situation that, that me and my wife had recently where we were going into this, I mean, thinking exactly what, what Clay wrote about, like, we don't need to become best friends with this company. We're not going to fight their price. We just need it done. So like, we're not going to argue it. We just pay full price. We get the work, work done. And, you know, we don't complain about it. They did a good job. And, and you know, I hope it was it was good for them. That That's a great customer for your business. I mean, but it's but it's not most people. But when, when you find someone that's in that 17%, if you think you can deliver, then man, you, you gotta you should prioritize those jobs above anything else because they're gonna be your your highest margin and highest dollar opportunities. When you think about the 54%, you know, they're gonna ask for a discount, but not unfairly. They they want you to do well. But these are the people that are gonna become your buddy. You know, they're gonna see you at the restaurant and say hi. They're gonna get your personal cell phone number and call you and say, hey, I was just I was thinking about you because my neighbor was talking to me about this. I wanted to connect you people. You know, these are people that are just amazing to do business with and and everybody knows who they are. I think, you know, we're in the first group, the 17%, you got to make it easy for them. They're paying full price. They're paying a premium. They very well may know they're paying a premium. You got to make it easy. With the 54%, you, you, you probably can buy yourself a little bit more grace if it's a bumpy ride because of the familial relationship that you start to grow with them. You know, the the idea of the first name business or the first name basis, they're going to pass on your information. These are like bread and butter customers to grow your company. And, and I I just love the fact later in the article, Clay referenced that between these two, that's 71% of the market. And, and the truth is that no one, you know, no one can service that, that full amount. So when we talk about the the next group, the 29%, we honestly just don't need to worry about them. So the 29%, they're not your customer. They're unhappy people. They don't value you. And I love this. They are so miserable and they want to suck you into their misery. Don't let them do it. For me, for for the you know first 10 plus years that I was in the industry, I took everything that came my way because I was always terrified we're never going to get another sale again. And and this is, you know, an entrepreneur's curse is, you know, I just got to get that sale. I don't know where, you know, things are going to, are going to, are going to come tomorrow. So I, I got to take advantage of this today. And that's not the right mentality. There is a time to be scrappy. There is a time when businesses need every dollar that they can. But I would imagine for many hearth companies that have been around for a number of years, you know, you, you, you're not in that same sense of urgency as like a literal startup where you don't have enough money to pay next month's rent. And if that's the case, you have to start prioritizing. As we did this, we had a job ranking system of A, B, C, and D. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but by ranking jobs, it allowed us to choose. And, and we would honestly rank customers. So is this an A-level customer? You know, someone that you, we gave them the price they said that's just fine. They had expectations of when it could get done and they didn't fight it. They just want it done the right way. That's great. Like that's an A-level job. Is this a customer where, you know, they ask for a discount, they are shopping you, but they're they seem like just a great person. You think you're gonna be buddies afterwards. They've got lots of friends and neighbors that you think this can turn into something great for. That you know, that that's a good customer as well. Whether that's A or B level, that's up to you to discern. But there there is a hierarchy of how good customers are going to be to work with. And the truth is that there's no way you'll be able to make everyone happy because you don't control other people. There are people that are miserable. 
And when you get a customer like that, just don't don't even mess with it. I can think of a couple situations. One of them was an electric fireplace. It was a small dollar job. And, and, and this guy came in and I, I, I mean, I can't even count the number of curse words that, that he used in the showroom. And he absolutely ripped apart two of my other salespeople, just destroyed them. And for whatever reason, I, I, you know, had a, a decent rapport with this guy and, and foolishly I ended up selling him a fireplace and, 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 and it bit us so bad on the back end because the way that he ripped up my two salespeople, he ripped up every single person in the company that he came into contact with. And it's just, it's not worth that collateral damage. It was a mistake that I made. Zig Ziglar talks about the fact that not every customer is, is your customer. We've had to talk about this a lot. Even, you know, with the Firetime magazine is, is we go out and talk to companies to partner with us. Like we literally have a list of criteria of, of what kind of company is this? Are they this, 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 or this? And that just tells us, like, do we think this is going to be a good fit to, to try to partner with? I, I, it's really wise to do. And, and you know, just, just thinking in, in generic terms that, you know, one third of the people are just not going to be right to work with can set you free to go after the others. And the truth is there's just, there's more than enough business to go around. So by categorizing your customers and keeping track of it, it sets you free from thinking that you have to say yes to everything, no matter what. So, you know, for me, those are just some of my rapid reaction thoughts. I thought it was an incredible article and I'm, I'm so glad that it just pays homage to Dave Pomeroy. So what's it look like for you? You know, who's your A-level customer? Who's your customer that's the 17%? What questions can you ask to determine that? I actually took that away because right now I don't have a list of three to five questions to specifically determine this. We, we've made that call based more on feel and kind of looking at, you know, after a 30-minute, 40-minute meeting, you know, how do we feel like this is a fit in regards to working with our company? But having a list of three to five questions, it's a really, really good idea. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take that away myself. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash it's firetime. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash it's firetime. And you know, we're so thankful for those of you that support the podcast month in and month out. And for those of you that can't or aren't in a position to, that's totally fine. Just, you know, as you share it with your team and and just put it into practice yourself, like that's that's our report card that that that's what makes this worth doing so we're so thankful for the support that you've given us when we come back next week we have another article and uh i hope that you guys are enjoying this rapid reaction series i'm absolutely loving it just because when the firetime magazine comes out i listen to the articles and get value out of it but honestly revisiting them a couple months later in real time with you guys it's awesome for me i'm 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 growing as I do this and I hope that you are too. So with that in mind, we will be back next week and I'm super excited to talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn.